0: The easiest thing for you to do is have that standard in your back pocket so that people know what to expect from you and your employees know what you expect from them. Welcome back to The Marketing Solution. My name is Shelby Page. I am your host. And today, we are going to be talking about SOPs. First of all, what does SOP stand for? Standard Operating Procedure. What is a Standard Operating Procedure? It is when you have a system in the way that you do things. So whether that be the way that you deliver your product to the client, no matter what that marketing product may be, whether that may be the promise that you make to your client about how quickly you will respond to emails, or your SOPs on how to set up a live event, or how to get up in the morning. You actually have SOPs already on, you know, whether or not you brush your teeth before or after your morning coffee. When you create a routine, that is your standard operating procedure. Standard, you do it all the time. Operating procedure, the way that you do it. (laughs) It's pretty simple, but it is actually the number one thing I've seen most agencies absolutely flop at when they are trying to scale. When I say scale, I mean these companies are doing really well, they are bringing on clients, they're being able to be more profitable, and because of that, they need to hire new people. If you don't have SOPs, if you don't have tutorials, if you don't have onboarding processes written out beforehand, when you hire new people, the quality is going to suffer because the variables between the way that one person does it to the way the other person does it is going to greatly shift. And if you're going to have a giant shift in the way that people do things, you cannot guarantee quality to your clients. I have literally seen three agencies that absolutely flop when they try to scale because they hire people too quickly without SOPs. Seriously, like I've seen people who all of a sudden their Google reviews tank the company because all of a sudden they have a really bad brand approval because they hired someone really quickly to fill a spot without SOPs, without training materials. And then all of a sudden that person completely botches the customer relation, the client relationship that you have and they leave a terrible review that is reflexive of the entire company. It's absolutely awful. Reflexive? Reflective? No, I meant reflexive. (laughs) <laughs> no, I meant reflective. Ah! It reflects the entire company's reputation. If someone says they work for you and they take a week to answer back from a client's email and the client is like hey i'd really like if you talk to me more and they don't because you have no sops then guess what the client's going to be like this whole company doesn't respond for more than a week and it's going to deter future clients worse than that it's going to create tension in your workplace because there's going to be such such a giant shift in the way one person does things to the way Other people do things. So how do we write SOPs? Very simple. There are tools that you can use. There are CRMs, Customer Relationship Management tools, that help you build out SOPs in the form of like to-do lists. So Monday, Asana, Trillo, these are Customer Relationship Management task tools that help you build out the way to set people up for success. I've used mostly... Asana, Asana is a great tool. It it, it you can create your tasks along with subtasks and you can actually assign them with due dates and give them to people so that you can easily replicate, easily iterate onboarding a new client. That's awesome. But like more than that, especially in the media buying world, you need to understand the relationship between specific statistics, the relationship between data and people need to be optimizing in the same way across the board. Of course, different clients have different KPIs and you should custom tailor that experience. But overall, if you're going to have SOPs, you should also have SOPs to standardized delivery. Not only customer relationships, but delivery, the way that you provide a service to these people. If you are running ads for someone and You hire a new media buyer and the new media buyer is only going based on native data in Facebook and Facebook is post iOS 16 and they don't have any events aggregated tools set up or they don't have any tracking set up. Then the data that your media buyer is going off of may be incorrect, may be skewed, and that's going to create a weaker product overall. So back to how you create SOPs, right? Another way that you can use it, right? You have CRM management tools, you have Word docs where you can just like list things out, you know, very standardized, or you can use Loom. Loom is a tool that allows you to record your screen and yourself at the exact same time. That's really useful because that takes the place of entire of of an entire training session all at once and it can be iterated. You can you can onboard a team of 10 at the exact same time and you don't have to do some group training on top of Zoom. So it literally is as easy as you recording your tutorial, your training once and then sending the link to anybody that you hire so that they can have a personalized onboarding experience with you so you can have a standardized SOP And you don't actually have to be there in person. That is going to have maximum efficiency. It's going to be the easiest way for you to be able to hire people, onboard people, and keep that quality throughout your services as you expand as you scale your company. SOPs also help you from forgetting things. So a great purpose for standardized operating procedures is so that you don't have to keep everything in your mind at the exact same time. If you didn't know, your mind can only hold five to nine things in its short-term memory at any given time. The sweet spot there is seven. You can only hold seven things in your short-term memory at any given time, plus or minus two tasks, depending on whether or not you. Have ADHD. So if you can only hold seven things in your memory, right, and you don't have a to do list or you don't have a CRM to keep track of all your tasks or you don't have deadlines to prioritize what to do first, then you are going to drop the ball. It's not your fault, it's your brain's fault. Humans are not as. (laughs) humans are not as good at like retaining information as computers and because we have them and because we have all this software it is useful for you to keep this information in mind and standardize your own workflow the point in standardizing your workflow is so that you have maximum efficiency and you can retain a certain quality throughout your day throughout your um like time management if you are managing your time correctly you should be very efficient you should get into states of of deep work where you can get things done without distractions and you should stay on task easiest way to do that yeah to do lists but you know you could have something on your to do list for months and you like keep it there and it's not it's not pushing the needle forward at all it's just kind of giving you anxiety that's That's not a great way to prioritize yourself. If you use something like Asana, on the other hand, and you give yourself a deadline, you prioritize, you put everything in order, and you also label it based on the client that you're working for, you can have that maximum efficiency, you can have a strong workflow, and your SOPs will allow you to deliver quality every single time. So, if you are wondering how to keep track of your time, how to iterate solid results over and over and over again, Write out SOPs in whatever format works best for you and make sure to actually train these people on how to have that maximum efficiency, especially if you're like working from home, you get off track really easily, you can't have the TV running in the background, you can't be on your phone all the time. The easiest thing for you to do is have that standard in your back pocket so that people know what to expect from you and your employees know what you expect from them. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening, and we're out. No clap? I didn't do a clap this time. Is that weird? Should I clap? Clap. You said I could drop it if I wanted to. Wait, no, I want to do it. Go back. Thanks for listening, and we're out. Better?